Bug catchers! Uh, who? What? Bug catchers, it's been so long. We're so old now. We're old men. We're almost dead because it's been so many months since we last talked to you. And we spent some time on this weird beach, and I like, I feel just so much older. That joke is not going to be relevant by the time <laughs> this episode comes out, Joshua. Oh, right, yeah. That was an M. Night Shyamalan's old joke, people. Remember that movie from several months ago? What a film. I haven't seen it. Or I didn't see it when it was out several months ago. We're recording this in July, by the way, Bug Catchers. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get out a little bit ahead of the season, which was the whole point of going to the season setup in the first place. So for you, you haven't heard from us in months, but we actually only had a hiatus of like two weeks. We took two weeks <laughs> Where we off. didn't record. Yeah. It's actually kind of a throwback to our first season if you all recall, where we recorded months in advance. And so, so many of our jokes and references didn't really make any sense. Even less sense. Which I already did. Yeah. So you're going to be experiencing that on season five, which is kind of a, a soft reset, Gen 5, for the Pokemon series. Yeah, soft reset for us, too. Soft reset. You may have noticed that I didn't start with nicknames. Are we still going to do nicknames? You bet your fucking ass we are. Yes, please. My name is Tan Pig, and I am joined, Tipping. as always, by my co-host, Joshua Watt. Joshua Watt. Good. A.K.A. Tanner Grinring and Joshua Fialstead. All new mon for nicknames. I know. It's exciting. This is Experience Shared's Pokemon Podcast. We're in season five, playing through Pokemon White and black. Okay, it's black and white. It's definitely black and white. I'm playing white. Yeah, yeah. I'm playing black. Wait, I'm playing white. I'm playing white. Well, I'm playing white. Okay, you told me you were playing black. No, I said on you our want me text. To go to the text. I said yesterday. I corrected it and I said white. What? <laughs> I said I'm going to begin playing black around 5 p.m. So did you start your game already? And then I followed up with that and I said I mean white. <laughs> okay well i'm playing white too so. all right well i guess we're both playing pokemon white <laughs> i didn't see the correction i already owned it i'm gonna switch to black i'm switching to black i've only played a couple hours yeah we should have the full experience i mean if you can. i'm gonna switch over to black but for now i'm playing this episode i'm playing white i only have one i only have one pokemon so it's not <laughs> you that have big to a recreate your one pokemon <laughs> uh that would be a respete if you start over so that we have the full experience i'm going we're to back to uh both games, I have white and Tanner will have black, I guess. Yeah. There's no differences yet, so it's fine. Black and white. We finally made it to season five. People have been clamoring for the Un- Unova region. Unova, I think. Unova. Yeah. Uh, for some time. It's the first modern Pokemon game. 2011? Jesus, is it really that late? I think so. Do you want to know my story about Pokemon Black and White? Yes. I have played like maybe two hours of it because I went to a wedding in Santa Barbara, California. I've heard of it. Uh, it was a friend of my now wife, then girlfriend. And I was anticipating the very long plane ride home. So I stopped in the GameStop at Santa Barbara, California yeah, and bought a Nintendo DS and bought Pokemon Black because... I, you know, had cash to burn at that point. Right. And I could just, like, walk into a GameStop and spend, like, $400 on a Game Boy and a game just to, like, keep me entertained. On You're in Santa flight. Barbara, so you got to just blend in, you know? Yeah. So, and I bought that, and I played it on the way home and set it down and never picked it up again. So. Interesting. I probably got, like, four hours of Pokemon Black under my belt. So, it came out in the U.S. in 2011, March 6th. And 2011 is when I graduated college. Uh, that's when Tanner and I met at the media company. Yep. I was already a, a year Where he into was a, my boss. A year into a career. And I was a lowly intern. A year in, they were already trusting me with reports. Wow. You know? Look how that worked out. Yeah. Now we're very close <laughs> really friends. know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it was good. No, I learned a lot of my managerial style from Tanner. You're a good manager. I'll say that. Here's the thing about being a manager... Uh, just play a little fast and loose with the management rules, you know? Oh, yeah. My big thing was always going out and getting drunk with everyone. Right. And then yelling at my direct supervisor and the head of HR. Right. Because we would all go out and get drunk and you guys would complain that you're being underpaid. And I was always just like, well, let me get Erica on the line right now. <laughs> 
just send a lot of drunk emails to the head of HR to be like, why isn't Josh being paid more? Our beer and Pokemon budget isn't large enough. Yeah. And then she always very politely responded like, let's talk about this in the morning. <laughs> so. Uh, wasn't paid well enough until I quit that job. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it works. Don't always seem to go. But one of the first, in fact, I think the first game and system that I bought once I was back in the saddle when I had any amount of disposable income, which was a lowly intern salary, and I still was like, well, I'm just going to go ahead and buy a Nintendo DS and I'm going to go ahead and buy Pokemon White, obviously. You got to treat yourself, you know? Yeah, that was when I finally came out of my Dark Ages that Bugcatchers, you've all heard me reference, where I played basically nothing other than Civ 4 and uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee, because I always have that. Uh, in college yep so i have my original cartridge but i have only played it once i want to get some praise and some gripes out right at the top about our experience with pokemon black and white so far okay and i have some fun facties so do you want to do the gripes and praise first sure i don't have any praise i was hoping you would all i have is gripes oh i i guess i wouldn't have it yet i have overall praise i remember this game pretty fondly i'm sure i'll find praise they finally start streamlining a lot of things. For example, as you noticed, the Mart has been subsumed by the Pokemon oh, yeah, Center. It's part of the Pokemon Center now. We don't need two buildings. Right. We haven't encountered this yet, but I recall that they finally made it so you don't have to watch the little weather animations in a battle. Like if you use Rain Dance, it doesn't make you watch the rain after every turn. Oh. It just does it one time and then it will show a little weather icon. Your praises are part of my gripes, though. Okay. Which is that like... Late on me, String Bean. The game is now has now become self-aware in this way that it knows it's a game and it's made concessions to people who are playing this as a game. Okay. And it's lost some of the like... Interesting. The role playing and world building, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like the fact that the Pokemon Center and the Pokemon Mart are one thing is like very convenient for a gamer. But in the like world of Pokemon and the world of Unova, it's like, why would a hospital and a mart be the same building? Well, hospitals have gift shops. It makes sense that they're two <laughs> different buildings from a role playing perspective. And likewise, the TM situation. Oh, yeah. Now TMs are HMs and they're reusable. You can keep training TMs to Pokemon as many times as you want. Well, you can delete them, but and, yeah. But you can delete them. And it's like, that sucks. Part of the challenge of a, like a TM is like making sure you're deploying it like super effectively, you know? I'm pretty torn on that one. I think this was Gen 8 when they really nailed it. We're like, you know, in Sword and Shield, there are TMs and TRs. And the TMs can be reused, but the TRs are a one use. Okay. That feels like a pretty good place where it ends up. But I'm pretty torn because as I've said on here, and I think like, I'm certainly a TM hoarder. Oh, yeah. Like, I just basically never use them because I'm too scared yeah. that I made the wrong choice. And then I wait until the late game and then I just forget. Other than some of the staples of like Psychic, Shadow Ball, Giga Drain and that kind of stuff. So I get it. It's a lot easier if you can just use them multiple times. But at the same time, I think it is solving an issue. I guess it just like, it feels like it strips some of the challenge out of the game. You know, that's certainly true. That's certainly true. I have one last gripe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm enjoying this game so far. I don't want anyone to think that I'm not enjoying this. I know this is a lot of people's favorite game or introduction to Pokemon. So I'm not shitting on the game. I'm just airing some grievances. Okay. Okay. I think the graphics kind of suck. <laughs> okay. I think like they, that it's like, one foot in each world. Yeah, they're trying too hard. They're like doing too much, you know? Like everything constantly moves. Everything constantly undulates. Your Pokemon is like always Arms just akimbo. Like, like bobbing up and down and like moving, even when it's completely like static. And Tanner was just doing the like floating like car dealership blow up <laughs> string man. Because <laughs> that's what fucking Tepic that's did the entire right. time I was playing this week. Yeah. But then it is a little janky. But then they're kind of, like you said, one foot in each era because it's still like, you know, fairly like low quality sprites, like 8, 16 bit or whatever like that. Yeah. But they're doing some kind of like weird interlacing, which gives everything this kind of like fuzz for lack of a better term. Yeah. It's almost like when you don't have that one setting on Photoshop and you're trying to like import a sprite and then it just blows it up and then it's like a little fuzzy. That might be because we're playing on modern 3DSs. I'm playing on the light and I do think it looks better. I tried both. Yeah. It can run on 3DS, I think natively as well, but I, I'm i not going to switch to 3DS again until Gen 6, I think. Yeah. And then they brought in particle effects on some stuff, like notably fire moves have like, instead of it being like a 8-bit flame, it's now like that sort of like 
wispy particle effects. Oh, right, yeah. And I think that just you looks like so that? like corny. No, it's just like it reeks of like early 2010s to me. Yeah. You know, it's like late PlayStation 2, early PlayStation 3 graphics. Yeah. That's what these games look like. It's such an unfortunate time for game graphics, I think. There's none of the charm of like that 16 and 8-bit period. And none of the charm of like the early, like low poly PS1 days, you know? Yeah, totally. It's just sort of that weird uncanny valley of like. I see that. PS2 and PS3, where it was like, this is not anything. So. It's too many places at once. That's my gripe with the game so far. I am enjoying it. I do like it a lot. Uh, oh, there's a lot of dialogue. I though, remember too. liking the story in this one. Yeah, they're really amping up the story. I've had to have long conversations with a lot of people so far. <laughs> A lot of exposition. Lots of characters. Lots of characters whose names you have to just stick with, unfortunately. Yeah, you can't, can't name, name the rivals. rivals. Well, you said you had a fun facty? Yeah, Joshi's fun facty. For Unova. Unova. A couple of things here. Few things, really. It's named after Unons. It's definitely Unova, I think. Okay. Unova. Although canonically, I guess within the show, it would be Unova, Unova. wouldn't it? Right. Yeah. Because we say Unon, it's the same yeah. construct. Unova's Japanese name, Ishu, is derived from the Japanese word for one, quote, one variety. And according to game director Masuda, this is to express that although the region is diverse in species and race, they are all the same as living creatures when seen from a distance. That's not true. So the entire premise of my character. Well, that's interesting. We'll follow <laughs> up on that one. Although I do think, because it is commonly known, that this is the New York region. Okay. So looking at it with that lens, where it's like, you know, N- New York City, at least. Let's, I lived not in New talking York about for upstate. many years. And it's very diverse. New York City. Yeah. Oh, sure. It w- with wildlife? No. With people? Yes. Well, we're all the same as living creatures. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Maybe not wildlife so much. Although we do have a lot of, like, pet rats and lily pups. <laughs> yeah. The Pokemon that do resemble animals do look like animals. Yeah, they're back to some animal-looking shit. Yeah, there's, like, deer and dogs. And Which I think is, golfers. that's part of why this was, like, the soft reset, you know, where it's, like, all these Pokemon are new, and it's a bunch of, like, woodland creatures and, like, shit that you would expect to kind of live around here. Imagine that pitch meeting where they were, like, it's a whole reset, it's a whole new, like, canon, we get to start over. Even the Pokemon are numbered from one again now. Yeah, that's right. Which is confusing. It doesn't have a national dex yet. And they're like, oh, should we? So we're relaunching the series. Should we um, include five goldfish? Yeah. And they're like, mm, how about just, uh, well, it's, I think there's like. There's a few fish. There are still several fish. <laughs> but they turn into some cool stuff, like Electros, who starts off as a fish. What's it called? Unova? Yeah. And in fact. Unova. Pokedex. I actually think Unova does make sense based on the second facty. The region's English name likely comes from the Latin words unum, or the Spanish word uno, you know, one, mm-hmm. and nova, new. Unova, starting to sound right. Yep. Oh, this part is, this is interesting. This is all Bulbapedia, but it may also be derived from united, considering its basis united. on the largest, <laughs> united, <laughs> uh, based on the largest city in the United States, because it also sounds like parts of the phrase United States of America, United States of America. Un of, uh, yep, U of A. Yeah. I'm looking at the Pokedex, really not that many fish. Well, we overfished, you know, we ate all of them. Baskalin, Alamomola, Alamomola. Yeah. And is that it? No, there's definitely one more. uh, Stunfisk. Tynamo. Tynamo is what's it's more of a oh he's sort of like an eel yeah it's more of an eel but like a leech yeah that's not that many fish but I'm also seeing an awful lot of dudes buddies and rocks I do not know what Masuda is talking about because I'm seeing a lot of dudes and rocks and and gothic women gothic women (laughs) so no these are not things that I look at them from a distance I say oh I recognize that animal we're all living creatures yeah. And that's it. Okay? And it's nice. Golems. The other thing I found out uh, was that all the towns and cities are named after types of clouds. And that was totally new for me. Huh. Interesting. 
let's think about the cities we've visited so far. We were born in a town called Nuvema Town. Yeah. You're telling me there's a kind of cloud called a Nuvema Cloud. Yeah, let me pull up this pokemonresearch.tumblr.com. Novema from Nuvem, which is cloud in Portuguese. Okay, well, that's not really a type of cloud. It's just cloud in Portuguese. Well, a cloud is a type of cloud. I guess. A cumula. <laughs> now, that one has, sounds right. From cumulus. Cumulus. A heap of something in Latin. Do you know my dad's a weatherman? No. Or was. W- what? He was for many years. So ask him about this. Send all of these names. He was not a weatherman on the TV. He was a weather scientist. Oh, that sounds better. And he would feed the weatherman facts. Is that not a meteorologist? He was like a data dude. He didn't have the title of meteorologist. Okay. He just worked on weather data. That's cool. Yeah. Strat, striat, striaton, stratus. Striaton. Striaton. Uh, Striation clouds, I guess. Striation clouds? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard of those kind of clouds. A sign that a natural disaster such as a tornado or a heavy storm or hail is coming. Okay. So it's like bad omen clouds the little commentary here is considering you have your first gym battle there and you also meet getsis and And you beat in team plasma yeah can we talk about team plasma for a moment josh or should we wait until we get to striat in town i think we gotta kick this thing off okay let's save it for striat in town we should clarify we are playing i'm at least playing you know classic style are we gonna allow importation of pokemon we talked about Hell that no we're not doing this is a fresh start the old games are excised from our memories and from okay. living history fine this is a clean start it's tabula rasa yep speaking of all this fucking latin i am not playing a, a standard game i'm back on my bullshit josh oh i can't live like that anymore i have to live like that i need to challenge myself these games are already challenging enough for me, so I need to yeah. challenge myself even further. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like you just got to focus on the basics, but... Tell me about your character. Oh, we're just doing it? Please. Okay. Don't tell me your levels. Just tell me who you are. Well, uh, hey, I got a question for you. Yes? What's the deal with Pokemon? Uh, what's the deal with Pokemon? It's a very popular game. Because last time I checked, telling people about your pocket monster is a fast track to a sexual harassment lawsuit. Your Seinfeld impression's so bad. <laughs> what's the deal with Pokemon? Well, what's the deal with Pokemon? I mean, last time I checked, telling people about your pocket monster is a fast track to a sexual harassment lawsuit. Slightly better. It's Joshua, and it's reincarnated Joshua. He heard He's the, back. the call from Tornadus and Thunderous, and Joshua had to be resurrected. He's dimension hopping. And reborn, Joshua. And this one is a he's a kid of a Unova. He's a mm-hmm. and he he's trying to move from Nuvema and make his way into the world. As a Pokemon trainer and a comedian. A lot of open mic nights. Yeah. Kind of makes his way up. My first one didn't go very well. So, yeah, it's sort of like the first 30 seconds of pretty much every Seinfeld episode. (laughs) 30 (laughs) seconds. That's not a bad miss rate, though. I guess that's true. Save all the bad stuff for the first 30 seconds. That's like another 22 minutes of pure gold after that. Yeah, well, that's true. Uh, It's gold, Jerry, gold. (laughs) I know this about you, that you're like a rabid Seinfeld fan, and you always have been, and you've probably seen every episode of Seinfeld a million times, right? Yeah, like this Joshua, I was born and raised on Seinfeld. Uh, I could not watch Simpsons or South Park because my mom didn't like the voices on The Simpsons, and she didn't like the animation on South Park. And those are the so, reasons. So particular. So it was like Seinfeld is fine. And I watched it pretty much every night at some point from when I was 10 until I was 18. And then pretty consistently, just overall. Yeah. Since then. Seinfeld was one of those shows that was in syndication like on Fox and on TBS. It was just always on. Oh, yeah. And TBS is where I saw it every night. 7 and 7.30. I've definitely seen every single episode of Seinfeld probably 10 times, if not more. But I would not consider myself a Seinfeld fan. What? I just think like that's the consumption habits of like a young teenager. You just like TV has to be on. Oh, but you you haven't really watched it much as an adult is what you're saying. I have not watched it since I was maybe 16. Oh, wow. But like I've definitely seen every single episode many times, maybe a dozen times. Yeah, I think that's like where I was at growing up. I like it. Like I liked it enough to watch each episode 12 times. 
but like I would not consider myself a Seinfeld fan. Well, maybe you will be by the end of this season because I'm going to be dropping a lot of quotes, a lot of jokes. I feel like of... it's not. It doesn't hold up. It couldn't possibly yes, hold up. It does. Could it? It's still like really? one of the most popular stream shows. Mm, maybe I'll get, it's maybe the I'll only it. only one that like still holds up. I feel like maybe it's time to revisit from the '90s at least. I might be in line for a a rewatch. They just pulled it as I mentioned from Hulu, but it comes back on Netflix in September. Okay, so you can start watching midway through this season for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just start from the beginning. It's easy. Cool. I'm going to do that. That's a good idea. So that's me. Joshua's back, baby. No restrictions, just a theme of the names. Mm. Mm. Back to the classic. Because I can't. I need to be unhinged. We're, it's new Mon. I can't do this shit where I have to like pick something. I've done two seasons of it. Yeah, it's hard. It's challenging. It all, It takes... I'm not doing it now. It takes real grit. You know, it takes real determination. It takes real sh- inner strength. Yeah, I mean, I believe you did say in a previous episode that it's for someone to an do excuse for like you that. to not be very good because you have restrained takes yourself a real with inner weird strength. restrictions. It takes, a, it takes a real hero, you know? <laughs> How will you be restraining yourself this season? Who's that coming down the street? It's Mr. Keepsies. Oh, that's horrifying. Mr. Keepsies <laughs> is my character's name. The scariest one yet. He's not scary. Originally, I was pitching him as a hoarder, but I realized hoarding is probably like a mental disorder, right? I mean, doesn't it have to be? So that feels a little insensitive to make my character like something that's a mental disorder. So I think I'm. he's just going to be like a collector. Yeah, that's good. You know? That's better. He's a, a an appreciator, mm. a connoisseur of found objects okay so his job is to kind of wander the streets of unova looking for all of the junk (laughs) that other people have discarded well i know one mon that you're certainly going to end up having then (laughs) Uh, so i am only catching and keeping pokemon that are inanimate objects okay or that have inanimate objects and was if that makes sense Mr. Keepsies born as Mr. Keepsies, or was this a thing that just sort of like developed over his life? I don't know that much about him, man, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know much about his past. Sure. I imagine it, Mr. Keepsies is like a nickname, you know? Yeah. Like this guy's just wandering all around Unova. Like people know him. They're like, oh, here comes Mr. Keepsies. Like, let's put out the good trash for him to sift through. Oh, yeah. And he like sifts through and he finds like a cog and he's like, ah, yes, clink. <laughs> join my party so yeah i'm only catching inanimate objects because this is the first gen where they really like go hard in the paint on just turning literal garbage into pokemon yeah so you figured it was time to just do it yeah so i scoured bulbapedia looking at almost every single page for every single pokemon from this gen from the unova national decks yeah how many options do you have well let's look in unova i have 39 options jesus that's and then pretty low. adding in the previous gens i don't know if the previous gens come back into this but if they do i'm up to 61 okay i'll tell you what i have one active pokemon right now so it's already been a little bit of a challenge but i'm gonna be playing pretty fast and loose with the uh the definition of inanimate object i hope so in fact I even had to look up some grammar rules last night to see whether or not plants count as inanimate objects and technically from a grammar perspective they do because you would never refer to a tree as whose. I see. Yeah. Whose pine cone is this? No. You would say, what tree did this pine cone fall off of? Yeah. But I'm not going to do it. I'm not I'm not counting plants as inanimate objects. Okay. It just felt like a cheat. It added so many extra mon to my team. That's fair. Maractus was the one that I was like, this thing is just a cactus. I understand Mr. Keepsies identifies them as inanimate objects, but they are animate objects like you would count surely you would count chandelure oh yeah he's inanimate Uh, okay because it is an object it's like based on an object an object yeah yeah there's the obvious ones like chandelure that i expect no resistance on (laughs) there's the less obvious ones like do you expect resistance on yeah i think some of these you're gonna have a problem with but I shan't be hearing any of your complaints. Yeah, I mean, depending on what your one Pokemon is, I might have some questions already. I mean, I know we've basically seen like eight Pokemon so far. Oh, I would say eight is generous. I don't know that. <laughs> well, I've seen eight. Seen eight, yeah. We've had the opportunity to catch three. three. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's a little dire. I had to play ahead a little bit to catch my one Pokemon. Right. I needed Cut to get into the Dream Yard or whatever it's called. I'm already fucking curious what the defense is here, but I already had to make an exception to like allow Tanner to go ahead and catch something. Yeah. Because you can't go into the rest of the Dream Yard until you have Cut, which is what you get after the gym. I had to play with a disgusting little living Pokemon called Tepig. Tepig. This entire leg. And I hated it. Yeah. I hated how animate it was. I don't like it. I don't like it either. So I had to go find an inanimate Pokemon. Okay. And I'll be naming all my Pokemon after uh, the object that it is. Okay. That'll clear things up, I'm sure. Yeah. So that's my guy, Mr. Keepsies. All right. He's here to take your stuff. One man's junk is another man's treasure. Mr. Keepsies treasure. (laughs) It's all Mr. Keepsies trash. Or treasure. Yeah. It's all Mr. Keepsy's treasure. Trash and treasure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Joshua, we start our journey in Nuvema Town. Yeah. Nuvema? Nuvema? I don't know, man. That one's tough. Nuvema? Nuvema sounds better. Nuvema Town. Nuvem. Some Latin cloud. Nuvem. So it's probably Nuvema. 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 There is a new doctor, a new professor in town. First lady. Lady professor. Can you believe it? There's finally a lady professor. It only Can took Pokemon it? Company 12 years. It's like a riddle. It's like that <laughs> doctor riddle where it's like, actually, the doctor was a woman and you didn't expect that, did you? Yeah. The professor is a woman this time and you didn't expect that, did you? And that's that's on you, misogynist. So uh-huh. take a look at yourself in the mirror sometime. Juniper. Juniper. Professor Juniper. Seems smart. It does seem smart. Yeah. She goes through all the, the standard questions. Are you a boy or a girl? Problematic. Are you a boy or a girl? Yeah. yeah. Tell me which one you picked. Oh, boy. After this break. Okay. Welcome back to Experience Share, everyone. It's season five. We've hit the big time. We have our first sponsor. Hell yeah. Manscaped. That's right. The best in men's below the waist grooming champions of the world. Tanner. And sometimes <laughs> above the waist. Yeah. Unless people's noses and ears are below the waist. Wherever they are. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for, well, it says here your family jewels, but I'm just going to cut out any uh, any confusion there. It's for your penis and your balls. That's right. If you have those things. Or you interact with someone who has them. Yeah. And you need them to get it, clean it up a little bit. They offer all kinds of great things at manscaped.com, including the Lawnmower 4.0, which is their shaver. It does all the shaving of your genitals. For all that stuff down there. You and I were talking before we sat down, Josh, and the thing that we got the most use out of, us being two fairly hirsute men, is the weed whacker yeah it's norwegian blood yeah the weed whacker which is a nose and ear hair trimmer and i was thinking i wanted to do a segment with you joshua uh-huh. in honor of this partnership with manscaped a segment i'm calling pokey manscaped pokey manscaped that really rolls off the tongue we'll look at a different item from the manscaped collection each week our benefactors we want to talk about the weed whacker uh i figured it would be a good idea to find a pokemon that we thought would benefit most from a good nose and ear hair trimming Uh uh-huh anyone jump out at you right away well there's a pokemon that's made you want to barf before because of its because of all of its nose hair it's a nose is like its whole thing Well, and it's got lots of nose here. I sh- surely you were talking about Probopass. Yeah, it's Probopass. I mean, just look at the difference between Nose Pass and Probopass. Probopass is ugly yeah. and has too much nose hair. Completely out of control. As soon as you clean up that nose hair, you're essentially just looking at a Nose Pass at that point. A much more handsome Pokemon. Oh, yeah. I mean, sorry, not much more handsome. They're both horrifying. <laughs> but a, a much tidier Pokemon at the very Yeah, least. it's at least, you know, cleaned up. You could take it to take it out to a dinner, you know? Yeah. One trim with the Weed Whacker and Probo Pass is suddenly not on the You Make Me Barf list anymore. It's just a normal Pokemon that everyone loves. Yeah, <laughs> Manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredibly comfortable grooming experience their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology that's very precious skin too yeah you can't really mess around It even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard length sizes one through four and it charges wirelessly 
Joshua. Oh my God. You bug catchers can get 20% off plus free shipping worldwide with the code EXP share at manscaped.com. That's EXP S H A R E, all one word. It is a sweet deal. Take it from us. We're cleaner than we've ever been. We're like a couple of nose passes. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code EXP share. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Thank you, Manscaped. So we start our journey in New Town. Joshua, wake up in our bedroom with our best friends there. Yeah. Juniper in her intro insists that these are your best friends. It's like setting up a play date. Yeah. Like I imagine Tanner, you're getting, you will be getting used to if not already. Where you're like, well, these adults are cool, so I'm going to make the kids hang out so we can hang out. Oh, yeah. We were just talking about that today, Jamie and I. Because Miles, every day after school, likes to hang out on the hill, which is a big hill by his school. Sounds cool. Like where the cool kids hang out. And a bunch of other cool kids hang out there. Older kids. Right. And he's become friends with two girls named Alice and something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And their, their mom seems pretty chill. So we were kicking around the ideas of like, do we want to hang out with this lady at some point? Her kids loves our kid and he seems pretty fond of them too. So they held hands. Making it happen. They all arrived at school together this morning. And as Miles was walking up to the front door, these two girls came and held his hands. Oh my God. And ushered him in. Do I hear wedding bells? I mean, who knows? I mean, he's only two. <laughs> I don't think he has any concept of sexuality in any way, but... You gotta lock it down. Yeah. You think I should make him straight? No. <laughs> no, I just... You think I should push, like, a straight hey, agenda on him? When I was, like, eight, I got married to some girl. Did you? Yeah. Do you keep in touch with her? No. Does she know you're married to a man now? No. I mean, maybe. Does she know you're mar- remarried at all? I don't know. Her name was Libby. We watch Star Wars all the time. She introduced me to Star Wars. I think we should have her on the show. I was like, you know, lock that down. <laughs> Let's have no. her on the show. Let's confront this. Did you know that your husband remarried? She was great. Uh, you know what? I think. So we're going to open the season with a scandal. Okay. Whoever did your wedding is a sh- sham. Didn't do any research into your background. See if you were already married or not. I think your marriage might be null and void. Wouldn't that be you? That was the officiant. Right, I you didn't. didn't do any of that background research. No. And I should have. Should have made sure you weren't already married. This is problematic. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to have to deal with that. Double married. I know. Bobby's going to be devastated. Bobby's going to think that. Wake up. Our friends are there. Yeah. A goth kind of emo dude. And (laughs) Sharon. Like a woman who looks like a mom. Yeah. Bianca. (laughs) Bianca just looks like someone's mom. Bianca's a wine mom. Yeah. I don't understand these character models at all. Like, we're still supposed to be like 10-year-old like, kids, Like, how right? old is anyone? Yeah, I think so. You're always default is 10 or 11, but it's like, what? what's happening here with these, like, middle-aged characters? <laughs> I mean, Bianca... She just, she just looks like a mom. She's, like, hippie. Like, she has hips. And she's, like, not dressed cool. God, and she's got dumb glasses and a stupid, like, beret. She just looks like a mom. What's the other guy's name? Charon? Yeah, Charon. And Charon is just like a, like an emo dude. He looks like an anime. He looks like uh, one of the uh, the students in like the Fire Emblem Switch game. Or like um, the Persona games. Oh. You ever play those Persona games? I haven't played them, but that makes more sense. That's he looks exactly correct. like a student in one of these like Persona games. Yeah. He looks cool. I guess he's kind of cool. And these are your friends. These are your friends. A wine mom and a sexy gothic. Emo boy. <laughs> yeah. They wake you up, they rouse you out of bed, and they say, you've received a gift. They've thrown out any pretense in this game. They're like, you wake up in your room and there's a gift there. Inexplicably. And your best friends. These are your best friends, and Professor Juniper inexplicably thinks all three of you will be great Pokemon trainers. (laughs) Open the box and pick a fucking Pokemon. So she snuck into your room while you were sleeping (laughs) and put a gift box on your desk Yeah, and also invited your friends over. And she's not your mom. She's just a random woman who, like, scientist that lives in this town. So you open the box, and there are three Pokeballs inside. You have the choice between three starter Pokemon. Tepig, the Flame Pig, who I chose, but I'm no longer using. Right. Sniv... Snivy. Snivy. 
I want to say snively. Sounds like a slur, yeah. Snivy is like a little like grass snake weasel. I don't know. It's like pompous, but also weasley. Yeah, I guess that's kind of the same thing. And then Oshawott, the little cute otter. Water. Water otter. Yeah. Which I believe you chose, right? I went Oshawott. Yeah. Joshua. You pick one and your other two rivals, Jaren and Bianca, choose the other two. For me, Charon chose Oshawott, I believe. So he's like my more challenging rival. Yeah, Charon has Snivy for me. So I guess Charon's the more challenging rival. Yeah. You're invited over to Professor Juniper's lab to kind of get caught up on the world of Pokemon. There is honestly a novel length back and forth dialogue Yeah, between you and Professor Juniper where she explains pokemon and she explains like all that kind of shit you get and this is item finder you get the x transceiver which is the new poke gear and it's video calls this time yep so when your mom calls or one of your best friends or whatever they show up on the screen and i read that i never did this because i have not had any people to directly play any of these games with for uh you know Two decades, probably. Yeah. Apparently, you can use this X transceiver to connect with other DSs nearby. How nearby? Like a walkie-talkie or 3DSs can actually use the camera. Oh, that's cool. On the 3DS. This seems like trouble for like middle schoolers in 2010. Like having walkie-talkies and like video calls in between classes. Definitely doesn't seem like a good idea. I guess by 2010, we all had smartphones or at least like we could all text in 2010. Yeah. When I was in middle school and high school, maybe towards the end of high school, we started getting like those like original brick Nokias. My dad had that. I got a Razor. Oh, yeah. I had a Razor too. The cherry red one. So, yeah. Juniper's one mission for you is to go and complete the Pokedex, obviously. Yeah, it's classic. And then she gives you some balls, I believe. She gives you balls immediately, which is nice. So then you're off on Route 1. You know, Sharon and Bianca are there, too. They want to battle, of course, and you battle both of them. Oh, that's one part we missed is you, once you get your Pokemon. Oh, you battle in the bedroom, actually. Bianca insists that you battle and, like, trashes the bedroom. Did you beat them? Oh, yeah. I beat Bianca. Lost to Sharon. Sharon heals your pokemon then yeah but he got like a crit Did he? with his uh snivy i didn't lose a single battle this week well it doesn't matter anymore because we're not playing a nuzlocke fortunately nope. so thank god two of my pokemon fainted in the gym battle but we'll get to that i only have two pokemon going into the gym battle so <laughs> thankfully none of them fainted so route one i took one step into the grass the tall grass <laughs> of route one and i was immediately attacked by my you make me bar pokemon of the week <laughs> It was obvious. Petrat. <laughs> yeah, Petrat. Petrat is not that bad. No. Honestly, like in the grand scheme of you make me barf Pokemon, Petrat We've seen a lot worse. isn't that bad. It's like, it's no worse than like Badoof or Centret. Oh, it's certainly not worse than Badoof. I think the one bad thing Petrat has going for it is its red eyes. Yeah, it looks strung it out. It just sort of looks like sick or strung out. Yeah, exactly. He looks like the Bucky's logo. Okay. And normally that would be a compliment. I think you've shat on the Bucky's logo before, and I don't get this. The Bucky's logo is a delight, and maybe I've been brain. Certainly, I've been brainwashed by Bobby. You're telling me that that Bucky's logo does not look like it looks similar, but I just think like the Bucky logo is much sweeter than a fucking Petrat. <laughs> it looks like the Bucky's logo. Piece of trash. I'm looking at them side by side. It looks more like that than not. But I just think you have this weird, like, incorrect opinion about Bucky's. Buckcatchers, Bucky's, if you're not familiar, is a chain of, they're like gas stations, but they're more than gas stations. They're like, imagine if a Walmart Supercenter was a gas station. Yeah. It's like these huge, like, compounds in Texas. Why I'm brainwashed is because Bobby's from Texas, and they're common there. Yeah. It's like, for you northerners, it's like a Wawa kind of a situation. Yeah. It's more elaborate. I'm not familiar with either, but back in, in, uh, in the Midwest, we had come and go. Oh, yeah. Come and go. Wow. Actually, come and goes were just normal gas stations, and we had like Tom Thumbs too. Tom Thumbs. There's something in the in the heart of the Midwest on I-80 called Flying J, which is like a truck stop. Yeah, these like huge centers that have like restaurants and convenience shops and showers. Wait, Bob Dylan is from the Midwest. Does just like Tom Thumbs Blues have anything to do with 
Tom Thumbs. The convenience store chain. Yeah, yeah. Could. Probably. Yeah. Because it's on Highway 61 Revisited, and the end of the song, the last lyric is, I'm going back to New York City. I do believe I've had enough. I'm going back to New York City. I do believe I've had enough. Let's look. Bob Dylan. Just like Tom Thumbs Blues. Convenience store. I mean, it could just be about Tom Thumb in general no i don't think it has anything to do with the tom thumbs convenience stores okay well that's fair yeah worth a shot i think it probably has to do with tom thumb the the, the like folk myth folk hero or whatever yeah, the thumb-sized yeah. boy bobby d's thing is more of a american folk so i guess that makes sense i think tom thumb is probably an english folklore kind of thing god now i gotta look up fucking tom thumb too we don't have to look up tom thumb welsh so i was right okay because well, Wales is England. It's not. Do not come after me, Welsh people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm part Welsh, and I don't like that either. <laughs> I recognize that you're an independent body. I love your flag. It's very cool. I like the dragon. One of the coolest fucking flags in the world. One of only two. Your language is wild. Weirdly mentioned uh, Bhutan's flag <laughs> this weekend. The only two national flags that have dragons on them is Bhutan yeah. and Wales. Josh and I have a friend who... <laughs> Can we say this? For some reason, I don't know. <laughs> we would just won't say his name. We were pretty drunk, and I don't remember what, how he knows. Some friend of ours the former prince now king. <laughs> with the king of Bhutan, and he, like... Yeah. The king of Bhutan sends our friend, like, fancy gifts. He's got a sword. Yeah, and, a, a like, a big, beautiful, this like... beautiful ring. Ring recently. that looks like a chinese lion it's the thunder dragon that's on the flag oh okay it's the head of the thunder dragon it's the thunder dragon from the the bhutanese flag yeah so he's in our D group when we played D last weekend we finally got the gang back together for the first time in uh jesus 18 months you didn't encounter any pokemon on route one i did i encountered joshy sweetie ah <laughs> lily pup Lillipop. Textbook sweetie. Textbook sweetie. I'm going to tell you this. It's just a little dog. I like the whole fucking line. Oh, I love the line. I think the line is great. Hurtier is my favorite. Hurtier is like a good mix. But there's something to be said about Stoutland. I think Stoutland is quite nice. Big mustache. I ran one for a pretty long amount of time in my original playthrough. And it's tough to pull off a normal type. Yeah, eventually I did retire it. Yeah. Y- you can make it quite good because mm-hmm. I think Stoutland is like 490 or 500 for its stats total, which is like pretty good. But if you breed one... You can breed Fire Fang, Thunder Fang, and Ice Fang into it. Oh, okay. And they're all physical, and its physical attack is fucking great. I'm on the PokemonDB.net Pokedex for black and white. Oh, I'm there. I'm just under Stoutland, and I'm looking at the evolution of Panpore, Simipore. Oh. And uh, it's kind of a babe. This is leaping ahead. They've made Simipore into a babe. It's a babe. Well, okay. Here's one thing that I'll say about that specifically. Simipore is a babe. But I like that it's 87.5% chance it's going to be male. Yeah, male babe. That's good. <laughs> That's a male It's a babe. male babe. Yeah. They've definitely given Simipore a feminine figure in like a little dress and long yeah, hair. Yeah, it's sort of got like a Wilma from... <laughs> yeah. God, why am I thinking Flintstones? But like Wilma vibes. <laughs> but we're talking about Lillipup. It's just a sweet little pup. What a cutie. Reminds me of my own dog. I do think that... Hercules kind of has like Lily an explodey has face. Hercules vibes. Yeah. And the sprite actually does some fun stuff in this where it just kind of like bounds around. Yeah. Everything fucking bounds around. A sweet little fucking puppy. And you know, whatever. That's it. We get through Route 1 and we're in Accumula Town. Yes. Where we immediately run into Professor... Uniper. <laughs> Juniper. It's a tree. Who kind of introduces you to the, the layout of modern Unovan towns. Yeah. Like you said before, the Poka Center and the Poka Mart are one establishment now. And that's really it. Like you go back outside and then you're immediately confronted by like sort of a problematic like parade. I guess. They're so silly. It's a bunch of like guys who are wearing like a white knight outfit. I gotta say, I do like their <laughs> outfits. 
<laughs> I know the outfit is pretty. They good. look cool. They look like chivalrous knights. Yeah, it's pretty good. I kind of into it. I think plasma has like a pretty good aesthetic. Their thing is kind of cool too. Their thing is like Pokemon Liberation. Yeah, finally, after all these gens, the criminal organization this time wants to just liberate Pokemon and free them. They want to free all of the Pokemon, but they do so in in a way that is very... um, Roundabout? (laughs) Yeah, it seems like they're not (laughs) living up to their mission statement because later on we find one kicking the shit out of a Pokemon. And also they still all have Pokemon that they battle with. Right. So they're all hypocrites. They have to use the Pokemon to free the Pokemon. And their leader is a guy called Getsis. Getsis. It's like such Japanese RPG bullshit names. I do kind of like that one though. G-H-E-T-S-I-S. Getsis. I think we agree on that one. Getsis. There's a kind of a funny thing where they, um, they're very like regimented. And they come into Accumula Town to declare their mission statement of liberating all Pokemon. And they have these like banners waving on either side of this like line of royal knights. Right. And as they're leaving, two knights like run out and grab the banners and put them away. That was funny. It was my immediate thought when I saw the banner. I was like, do these dudes just like carry banners with them? And then, of course, like they go and grab them and Flag put them bears. away. Yeah. yeah. And then they march out of town in kind of like formation. The character of Team Plasma, I think, is pretty good. But they leave behind a guy called N. Yeah. Just the letter N. And I, I wasn't totally clear if he was a Team Plasma guy or what, but I, I think he is, right? Well, he's a neutral party at the moment. Well, he battles you, so he's not that neutral. Right. Anyway, I crushed him. I mean, well, he's got a purloin. And that's, and that's it. it. You're headed out of Accumula Town on your way to Route 2, and you get a call from Mom. Oh, thank God. Hey, Mom, how's it going? Oh, good. Hey, did you know that there is such a thing as running shoes? And you're like, oh, is there? And she's like, yes, and I've brought you some. And you hang up the phone, and your mom's right behind you. Yeah, this was like exactly when, as soon as I stepped foot on the route, I was like, wait a second. I don't remember this that well. Shouldn't I have running shoes by now? Am I supposed to fucking trudge? Yeah. And then she called me. One more gripe for you. They do not use the bottom screen very effectively in this game. No. 90% of the time, it's just a blank screen. What is that about? They Platinum was like blank screen, heart gold, soul silver, full utilization. I don't know. Weird. Why did they take this step back? Heart gold, soul silver has so many like useful functions though like automatic running and a useful bottom screen yeah you're back to pressing x and then you can use the stylus on the bottom screen but normally nothing is happening it's weird it's confounding yeah that's a good gripe i agree with that make our way through route two bianca challenges you one last time to a fight but bianca's the easy the easy one yeah, and I think I had water gun at this point, yeah. so it was literally like I think I had Ember. like two hits to kill Tepig. So yeah, it's it's pretty quick work fighting Bianca, and then we're in Shriaton City. Yeah, there's not much to do here because the gym trainer, like six buildings, the gym leader is not at the gym. Yeah, there's an old man whose name we later discovered was Clyde. They named Jim Guy. The Jim Guy. He's Clyde now. Clyde. He introduces himself. It's officially Gives Clyde you now. A fresh water as you walk into the gym later. Yeah. So you can either go right to the, the trainer school and, and hunt down Salon, the gym leader. Sure. But I wandered east to the Dream Yard. The Dream Yard. I don't quite know what this place is. It's like an abandoned <laughs> temple, I guess. When I was making the notes, I saw it is an abandoned factory. Oh, okay. The main thing you need to know about Dream Yard right now is that you get one of three ugly little monkey Pokemon. Yeah. I feel like they wanted these to be the starters, and then they were like, well, that's too boring. We can't have the same Pokemon three times as a starter. Yeah, it's Pansage, Panseer, and Pampor. There's a lady here, and this lady will give you whichever one is sort of the foil to your starter Pokemon. So I got Panseer, because I have Oshawott. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Simipore is what we all want. Neither of us But we shan't be getting that. Tasty little Simipore. I just don't like these monkeys. I don't like the pan simi line at all. I don't either. And I boxed mine and I'm not, I shan't be playing with it. I did have to use Pansier to get me through my gym battle, but I expect I will box it immediately. Well, let's go talk about the gym battle because I do think that's part of the reason this Deus Ex Machina is here Yeah, to uh, help you get through this first gym battle if you're not quite prepared for it. Because the setup of this gym, Joshua... Was my matchup mayhem of the week. Whoa, whoa. They really challenged me. 
Oh yeah, they make this gym hard for me. The puzzle in this gym so difficult. You walk up to a series of buttons. One has a leaf on it. One has a flame on it. And one has a water drop on it. Yeah, it's, and then before you is a curtain, and you need to stand on the right grass, button. Grass, fire, and water. It's pretty that easy. will defeat the symbol on the curtain. You you don't know those. So if the symbol on the curtain is a leaf, you need to step on the fire. Oh, so hard. The three main types. Such a challenge for someone like me who doesn't understand type matchups. Every game. I'm so confused by this gym. It's designed to be a restaurant, and the gym leaders are three brothers. Right. But everybody just has normal Pokemon. They got Lillipups. They got Petrats. Until you get to the gym leader, and the gym leader is based on whoever your starter was. I got through the gym with Tepig, who I think was level 16 by the end of the gym. Tepig learned this really cool move called Flame charge god flame charge is great it learns that this yeah early? which is a beautiful move it, it's a pretty hard hit a pretty hard fire hit but it also boosts my speed so if i were in the business of running a living animate pokemon i would probably be pretty happy with my decision to go with flame pig <laughs> flame pig but i'm not running animate creatures so my problem with tepig is embor is hideous i think embor is cool looking no he looks like a. I think it's the worst one like a japanese like a fire elemental god i think it's probably objectively the best starter because it does get fire and fighting but i've done that first of all when i had to do combuskin but second of all i don't like that design no oh, i love it i think he looks cool ostentatious no he seems like he's based on some kind of japanese mythology let's go check bulbapedia it's like he's wearing a big belt over his whole is based on the character of zhang fi okay of romance of the three kingdoms which i think is a like weird sort of like rpg style game that would make more sense that it's based on something yeah to have that big belt that takes over half its body he's also wearing a wrestling singlet it says here i think pig knight is pretty fun I don't like Embor specifically. I think Embor looks cool. And I I didn't do Snivy and the Superior line because it's essentially the same as Meganium. I, I think where it's Superior. Like I think support. I think Snivy, Servine, and Superior suck. I think they suck to look at. I think it's cool, but I'm not interested in running another light screen, reflect, whatever right. grass Pokemon. No, I think the best starter in this gen is definitely Tepic. You don't like Samurott? I don't really like the Oshawa line. God, I think it's fucking cool as hell. It goes from sweetie to like cool as hell. I think Samurott's okay. But like also, DeWatt's character model is just, it's not differentiated enough from Oshawa. <laughs> DeWatt is like uh, Tyro. It just sort of looks like a slightly different colored Oshawa. <laughs> yeah. Let's stop beating around the bush, Joshua. We go and we fight the three brothers yeah i had to fight Ceylon. i beat them handily with my team that i will tell you about right now in our hit segment you know we can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. sure it's all new it's an all new season it's an all new pokemon game but we're not going to throw out the classics level check level check joshua i came into this gym with two pokemon called <laughs> tepig and pansage i beat the entire gym with Tepig. You beat with yep. Tepig against Pampor? Yep, he was level 16. Okay, okay. overleveled. Yep, uh, classic. Went to the Dream Yard, used Cut to get into the Dream Yard, watched a cutscene that we'll talk about next week, and picked up my first official Pokemon of the journey. Welcome to the team. Incense. <laughs> Muna. Muna? Muna. <laughs> I think it's Muna. Level 15. God, uh... I, I mean, do you want to argue already? Yeah, I think so. I Bulbapedia.com. Mana appears to be based on traditional Japanese incense burners called koro. Okay. These are used in traditional tea ceremonies. Many styles of koro have been developed to be used with insect repellent incense. Okay. These insect repellent koro are popularly based, uh, shaped like a pig and can have patterns painted on them, such as floral pattern. Wow. Mana, like Drowsy, also seems to share some inspiration with the myth of Baku to appear like creatures that he dreams. So Mana, Muna. and this really comes out in Masharna's model, which has this sort of like incense sort of burning smoke 
I actually ran Masharna in my first one, and I was pretty into it. Oh. I think the design is pretty fucking questionable. I am but like, already hard into Muna. It's good. I caught Muna at level 10, and I've already leveled it up to 15. It's got some choice moves. Yeah. Let me go to its move pool real quick. These are like truly beautiful moves. I remember it being quite good. I finished the game with a Masharna, and I think it was level like 68 or some shit. It started with Psy Wave, which is whatever. Right. It's also got Defense Curl, which is like a pretty good defensive move. Yawn, which is beautiful. Of course. When he turned level 11, I replaced Psy Wave with Psy Beam. Psy Beam at level 11? Which is a great move. That's illegal. At level 11. That's illegal. And then he's got Lucky Chant, which is prevents the opponent from landing any crits for five turns. Damn. What a move set. <laughs> this thing's good. I'm super into mana honestly i mean you're running one so that disincentivizes me from running muna again that's my one pokemon because i boxed flame pig and pan sage <laughs> and you you too i have five okay because you can't get more than five no, there's only five so far available we got jerry up front what's the deal Oshawott. yep what what's the thing what's the thing they say um she stuffs no who Jerry says this to like Elaine and Elaine says it like she give me who's the she don't know one of the women Jerry dates they're real Terry Hatcher oh uh they're real and they're spectacular great then we have Toby who's Petra you're learning from your mistakes from the OC season am I you sort of like blew your wad pretty quickly in that OC season didn't you oh you used all the very popular characters early I think it was the Soprano season uh it was a little of both and now you're really like these Pokemon like Patrat oh are not getting A-list names uh, yeah you think I'm gonna name Patrat fucking Elaine or something right no Toby dated Kramer for an episode she went to a comedy Jerry's comedy show and heckled him and then uh he bombed the set and then he goes to her office and he's like, how about if I show up at your office and I heckle you? Because yeah. she thinks heckling is part of the show. And he's like, no, it's not part of the show. Yeah, okay. So then we have Coco, who is Panseer. Mm -hmm. And Coco is uh, two references, but in particular when George in like season nine is trying to become a T-Bone. He wants to make his new nickname at the office T-Bone. And it doesn't take, and then he ends up being basically a Magoo, because he obviously is an idiot, and they all just start calling him Coco. Because doesn't someone see him, like, gesticulating, like, wildly, like an ape? Yeah, like, he's in an office, like, yelling at someone and, like, throwing his arms around like an ape. The even funnier reference, I think, is when, um, uh, in the dealership episode, when, uh, Jerry and Putty are bonding, Jerry's trying to buy a, a sob, and then they end up talking about, like apes because putty has a high five problem yeah jerry's like this is very like grease monkey right coco a chip's all right high five panseer not gonna make it much longer but i oh. do love the coco elements to seinfeld yeah and then we have alton benes who is lily pup and that's level 12 mm. alton is elaine benes's father an alcoholic author and he's gruff and kind of always has a scowl, which is not Lillipop, but I think a Stalin. Yeah, for sure. So when I was looking this up, I read that the actor who played Alton Benes, Lawrence Tierney, was going to be a recurring character, but they scrapped that because Tierney, the actor, stole a knife from the set from Jerry's kitchen. And then Jerry Seinfeld, the real one, called him out for doing that, obviously. And then after he was caught, he tried to make a joke out of it and act like he was stabbing Jerry like in Psycho and everyone was so freaked out by that whole thing uh, obviously they had to let him go and that's why Alton Benes is only in one episode huh interesting and then finally we have Paquita Purloin level 10 there's a character in Seinfeld called Paquita yes in the busboy episode where George accidentally gets a waiter fired after he makes a comment like I'm never coming here again to the major D and then later goes to the waiter's apartment with Kramer to try to make amends and I don't remember that at all it's like season um I think it's season two no memory of that what was that like 1990? 1991, yeah. Wow. The busboy's cat's name is Paquita, and Kramer forgets to close the door, and the cat runs out. That's weird because it's about New Yorkers, and all New Yorkers have cats. Well, there's a cat in one of the later seasons that uh, 
Elaine has to feed meat oh, I remember under that. the door, like yeah. her neighbor's cat, because she short circuits their uh, automated Auto feeding system. Yeah. And then Kramer does the excellent, uh, yeah, no, we're done. No, the, we'll get to that. You'll expect more of this this season, Bug Catchers. It's just going to be Josh describing Seinfeld. Yeah, I, yeah I got to just stop. So stop me. strap in for that. <laughs> That's going to be a lot of fun. Josh describing Seinfeld episodes. I handily beat uh, Crespin or whatever his stupid name was. Cress. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to taking my one Pokemon, Muna. <laughs> Onward. I'm excited for you to have this like incredibly overpowered Muna. <laughs> Me too. It's going to be level 30 next week. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. I have no idea when I'm going to encounter my next object like Pokemon. I assume that the next one is probably going to be a Rog and Rolla. And what is that supposed to be? It's a Geode. Oh, because it's a Rock. Oh, okay. All right. I'll give you that. It's a Geode. I'll give you that. But we'll see. Who knows who I'll encounter next? Uh, I got a whole list of inanimate object pokemon i guess we can probably share this on social media yeah you should people like that this list i've put together of of mr keepsies available pokemon especially if folks want to play along as mr keepsies or mrs keepsies yeah be mr keepsies wife <laughs> keepsie this has been experience share it's a pokemon podcast starring me tan pig aka tanner green ring and i am joined as always by my co-host joshua watt aka joshua fielstad Thank you for joining us, Bug Catchers. Welcome back. Damn, good to be back. We missed you so much, and we're super excited to tackle season five. I guess we'll have to determine whether or not Black and White 2 is season six or season 5B, but we'll... Oh, it's going to be 5 We'll cross that bridge and we get to it. Joshua! It's a direct sequel, the only one in the series. Joshua, yeah. please do rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. I have. They stopped allowing me to do that. Okay. Well, everyone else who hasn't done that yet, it really is important to do that. Especially now we're back. We need to get the word out again. It takes... It's like we're a new show. 30 seconds to rate the show, which is enough, but then it takes another like minute to write a review. Both are super helpful. Please go do it right now if you haven't yet. It really helps us. And then um, follow the podcast anywhere you follow podcasts, be that Stitcher or Spotify or Overcast. That also helps. And you can also support us by giving us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at expsharepod. We're back, baby. Back with the audiograms. We're back with the level check graphics. We're back on the subreddit with show notes and behind the scenes stuff. And our friend and its mod, Mike Levine, is also hosting a tournament for folks playing along with us, where if you rank within the top three trainers of the week, which Mike always picks out, you can face off against us on pokemon showdown at the end of the season yeah plus if you get second you'll get a shirt of your choice and third we'll get stickers and of course if you can't wait or you are not participating in that tournament you can find our merch store at expsharemerch.com if you like the look of our merch it was designed by uh two gentlemen john and matthew yes bug catchers john and bug catcher matthew matthew new designed the cover art for my new podcast, oh, okay. Strange Bedfellows. Oh, so you're going to plug your other podcast now. Yeah, I may as well. Yeah. Most of you know this by now, but I also host a show about the Babysitter's Club, but my co-host Jack and I ran out of Babysitter's Club books, so we had to pivot. And the thing we decided to pivot into was romance novels. Of course. So we're reading a new romance novel each week and, and talking about it. Uh, with me with my Midwest sensibilities and Jack with his like aristocrat. his English sensibilities. So it's it's pretty prudish, uh, I would say. <laughs> we have a segment called Two Prude Dudes where we try to like soften up some of the sexier scenes in these books. Yeah, and you're known for being prude on experience share. We read a lot of fun romance books. We're starting with a book called Red, White, and Royal Blue, which is about the first son falling in love with the prince of england okay now that sounds interesting it's a lot of fun go check it out and check out matthew news they kiss cover oh they like they do much more than kissing hell yeah they do oral sex i think you know i think it's slightly obscured but i think Beyond. they do like butt stuff too a little bit <laughs> oh so. good good it's pretty graphic these romance books can get pretty graphic sometimes. Great. So go check that out and go check out Matthew New's beautiful cover art that he did for us. And while you're at it, go buy some of the merch he designed. Respete Matthew New. 
And one other respete to another Matthew, that is Matt Schiltz, our composer, who very kindly and deftly created these Seinfeld licks that you've heard earlier in the episode and that you will be enjoying throughout the season. Joshua, I'm going to take off. Yeah. yeah. I will see you next week. A wink. Because it probably won't be next week for us. Who but knows? It'll be next week for the bug catchers. For all of you, it's next week. Who knows when it is for us? We're sort of, we're playing pretty loosey-goosey <laughs> these days. We record whenever the fuck we feel like it. Yeah. All right. Welcome back, bug catchers. Welcome back, Josh. And goodbye to all of you. Smell you later. What's the deal with Pokemon?